0: Oh yeah, yeah! We're back! Holy crap! Took a little break, guys! It's celebration time! Two fucking years, eh? Where does the time go? Insane! Ah, oh, let's just have some fucking fun, shall we? Alrighty. Hey then how y'all doing out there welcome to the jam room podcast hope you've had a fantastic fucking couple of weeks i took some time off i do apologize i was trying to get around things but i've been super fucking just busy and stressed oh whatever we'll get into it but we're back it's all good fucking celebrating pretty much two years of doing this relaunch of the podcast guys so Fuck yeah, it's time to celebrate. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, two fucking years. Hey, guys, since um, kind of relaunched this podcast or whatever, things are tracking good. If anybody cares out there, my initial goals of this podcast is just sort of be free have a bit of a music journal, chat to you guys about music, show off some fucking bullshit improv ideas that Liam and I come up with. And, you know, things have evolved, things have changed, whatever. I just kind of had it in my mind. It's like, yeah, good three years, try to get to 10,000 subscribers or some shit like that. And then um, who knows what would happen from there. But it looks like we're fucking ahead of schedule, guys. As of today, we might hit that 10,000 subscriber mark, so... That's another time to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Celebrate good times. Come on. Oh, shit. Let's celebrate. (laughs) Or whatever. But, yeah, so things are going good. So thanks to everybody that's been fucking listening to this podcast. I know my words can be abrasive every now and then. It's all fucking jokes, fun and games, guys. Give us a break. I don't really care too much about shit. But yeah, it's been a crazy fucking week, dude. My fucking car just cacked it. Fucking just ate shit. It's been about a week and a half now and I've been without my car, although I kind of am with my car. Let me tell you what the fuck happened. I drive a little piece of shit Audi, fairly old Audi, and um, I love this car. It's a fun car to fucking drive. I was just cruising to a place I would never been before. I had to do some work at a campus that I'd never been to before uh, one morning. So I'm driving out east to get there been cruising on this road for fucking 20 minutes or so um same speed no traffic lights not stopping and starting or whatever all of a sudden all these weird fucking lights start flashing at me on the dashboard not your normal fucking engine lights or whatever um and the car doesn't know what gear it's in anymore so i'm trapped in fucking first gear Right, and so I'm doing all my Google research. Once I, you know, roll up to this place I'm supposed to work at, so I get through all that work, knowing in the back of my mind, oh, wait, 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 hold a second, there's a fucking spider on my microphone. All oh, the joys of doing an outdoor podcast. Let me flick that motherfucker off there. Sorry, little Spider Man. Um, where, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so I roll up to this place. I'm fucking obviously dreading getting back in my car because I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere, somewhere I've never been before, and supposed to go do another job after that. I didn't really know. I ended up having to drive home fucking in first gear like a fucking, I don't know, felt like an L-plater with my hazard lights on, just pottering around, waving at everybody, just trying to get by, like a journey that should have taken me 25 minutes, took me well over an hour and a half. You know, I was being considerate. I wasn't being an asshole, just like taking up the road, pottering along at 20 kilometers an hour. I wasn't doing that. I was kind of in the emergency lane when I could be, I'd pull over if there was anyone behind us and give them that little sort of wave with your palms in the air, you know that one? Yeah, I'm sorry, that sort of bullshit. Uh, so I did that and, you know, it's just that time of fucking year, I guess everybody's getting their car service because I haven't been able to get a mechanic to look at it yet. Uh, but meanwhile, I did all my own fucking um, diagnoses and all this other sorts of bullshit and I might have figured out what's wrong with it. And I've driven it probably fucking six times uh, over the last week and no issue. So, I don't know. I've got to pay a mechanic tomorrow anyway just to do some diagnosis. So, you know, that's the thing. If it just works fine now and it's fine forever, that's cool. But I've lost all faith in this fucking car. I don't I don't trust it. I don't want that shit to happen again and be stuck in fucking first gear. Uh, whatever. It is what it is, guys. Work's been stressful. And it all kind of culminated with like a big um, fucking performancey thing that was going on on Saturday. So, fucking Saturday afternoon, all I had in my mind was just fucking relax, party. And for some reason, I was craving just a fucking good burger. You know what I mean? It's a decent fucking bacon cheeseburger or something. I wanted to go out and do it. Oh, just craving this shit, right? And so that Saturday happens, everything goes fine, whatever. Time to fucking party. The wife has a thought in her mind. It's like, let's just go drink on the boat in that evening, right? And so we did. My brother and his partner come down and um, another buddy of ours, Big Rams. And we just drink on the boat. And uh, they're the kind of drinkers that, um, when they start drinking, they don't want to eat. So I got robbed of my fucking burger. I was pretty disappointed with that. Still haven't really made up for it yet, but we'll get there. There's plenty of shit to talk about music-wise. So let's do that instead, guys. This is the fucking... Two year anniversary podcast. We shouldn't be fucking hanging around talking about my bullshit stress. Let's tie it's time to celebrate. It's a celebration. A Wrong words. Time. Whoops. It's time to Alright, whatever. <laughs> There's parts of that song no one gives a shit about, right? Anyway, it is what it is. So let's just have a fucking fun podcast today, guys. There's plenty of new music to talk about. It's been weeks. I'm not gonna get to it all. I'm not gonna talk about the fucking new Taylor Swift album for God's sake. I haven't got there yet. I haven't built up the courage. You never know. I might fucking um hit myself in the nuts really hard and then try it out. You know, because uh you gotta have some pain to overcome the pain that I'm sure that album's gonna be for me. Just is what it is, guys. Um so what are we gonna do today? Let's talk about some music shit that's going on in the music world, and then we'll get into some albums, and then I'll talk to you guys about some fucking music that uh, Liam and I have been chipping away at. Right? We'll keep it classic. We'll keep it jam room podcasty. I think, you know, that's better than fucking keeping it, you know, another podcast like which I, you know, I'd rather not do. Anyway, fucking, there's been some interesting fucking uh, music interviews going around fucking Spotify and, and YouTube and shit lately, and I recommend a bunch of them to you. Um, first of all, Rick Rubin, the great Rick Rubin, pretty much responsible for hip-hop as we know it, um, as well as, you know, producing all these fucking great rock bands from the Chili Peppers to the Strokes to fucking Metallica, all that sort of shit, right? Slayer. Um, Rick Rubin's a fucking musical legend, um as far as production goes and you know just creating spaces for musicians and artists to be creative in and fucking capture it on magnetic tape usually right um so he did he uh he appeared on Rogan so guys i i don't really fucking check out Rogan all the time but when he has a good fucking guest i'm definitely going to watch it and rick rubin is the guest you want to fucking watch if you're a creative out there listen to rick rubin man he's a fucking genius He's just, he gets it. He doesn't care about competition or what's trending or whatever. All he cares about is just bringing out the best of whatever artist he happens to be working with, right? Whether it's going to sell or not, he doesn't give a fuck. Just bring the best out, right? So I guess we'll see later on because we will be talking about the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. So who knows? Fucking whatever. Um, but it's a great fucking conversation. Definitely check that one out. And I see there's a, on Rogan's list at the moment. There's a couple of musicians. Anthony Kalitas from the Chili Peppers was on recently. I haven't checked it out yet. And I believe Maynard is on again for probably the 100th time. And that's always a fun shout. I fucking adore Maynard James Keenan. Which is of no surprise to anybody that knows me. Um, but I did check out a podcast that was fucking more interesting than uh, Rick Rubin. And it was interesting just because of... It. It's just fucking interesting. Lex Friedman, the great Lex Friedman, on his podcast, he had Kanye a couple of days ago. Kanye West, old fucking yee. Um, who's obviously got some controversy going on. He's fucking throwing the Jews under the bus for control of the media or some shit. I don't fucking know. Um, don't really care. Uh, however hearing him talk about these things especially with someone like Lex Friedman i don't know it's an interesting fucking watch you got to watch it because you know you want to see his facial expressions and he's fucking he's jotting down notes like this guy's ego is through the fucking roof but i don't think he has bad intentions right i might have written some notes here what did i write i said he's crazy that's kind of my notes here right it's it's fucking i don't know He seems like he has good intentions. He kind of understands the importance of language and linguistic sort of twists and shit like that. But Jesus Christ, he is insane. He is a fucking hypocrite and he's an idiot. This is the main thing about Kanye West. He might be a musical genius of some kind, um, but that's gone to his head and made him think that he's a genius of all kinds. He even refers to himself as a fucking philosopher. And when all he seems to do is like re-spout like old hashed out ideas that are pretty fucking stupid anyway. So, I don't know. It's worth checking out just to sort of understand Kanye. You won't hate him by the end of it, but you'll realize, shit, this guy is just a fucking idiot. That's it. An idiot with a higher ego and a lot of money to back him. That's it. That's all it seems to be to me. I don't know. God bless you, Kanye, but fucking hell. You know, it's not just God bless Kanye. God bless Lex Friedman. Check out the podcast. Lex is the fucking man. That guy's got balls. He's calling Kanye out to his face and making him explain shit and just fucking not really letting these bullshit things slide when he starts throwing all the Jews under the bus and all that sort of crap, right? So I, I don't know. That's a, that's a big recommendation for you guys. Check that one out. Um, and I know there's going to be some backlash for it. So check it out before it gets taken down from YouTube. Who knows? Kanye's just lost a whole bunch of contracts and all this other sorts of bullshit. So fucking whatever. God bless the music industry, eh? For just um, creating a monster like that. A monster that then despises the thing that created it. I don't know. There's some weird metaphor in there. We will fucking see. But let's get on to some fucking new music. There's plenty of it this week. Yes! Oh, shit. Wahoo, guys. Yeah, you know what it is. We're getting into some fucking albums for the week, guys. I did check out a whole bunch. Where do I start? That's my problem. Well, I talked about fucking Rick Rubin, so let's jump straight in uh, with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. uh, They've brought out their, I think it's their second new album for this year, isn't it? Something like that. It's called The Return of the Dream Canteen. Um, And the title itself, fucking hell. Hmm. The title itself raises a lot of questions, right? Return of the Dream Canteen. What the fuck is a dream canteen? No idea. Although if I was to speculate, what I would consider a dream canteen is one that would appear about midnight next to the boat I was sleeping on on Saturday night selling burgers. That's my fucking dream canteen. But I don't know. Their dream canteen has returned, so... Uh, Where did it go? That's another fucking big question. And uh, where has it gone back to? These are all questions that I hope get answered in this album, but I did listen through, and I'm not too sure if they do. Um, But in case you're wondering, it's a little bit of a weird album. Some of it's shit. Really shit. Like this. I'm going to play you guys a, a little clip right now. Let's try and fucking get this going. All right. Here's some, uh, here's some excerpts from the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album, right? This song is a fucking nursery rhyme. Have a listen to this. I fucking hate this chorus. Jeez Louise. Okay. I'm just gonna let it run just to piss everybody off. <laughs> Alright, so the evolution of the red hot chili peppers is kind of coming to this, right? Hey, something like that? I don't know, that's just fucking shit. What do you have to say about that? That, by the way, that's from a song called The Drummer, right? That's towards the end of the album. And uh, the rest of the album, you might find some little bangers here and there, but like, I didn't really. And it all kind of felt boring to me. So God bless the Red Hot Chili Peppers, God bless Rick Rubin for letting them experiment and do whatever the hell they do. This one just happened to be a bit of a failure in my eyes. It's not fucking blood sugar sex magic, is it? Not with a chorus like that, it certainly ain't. So yeah, the return of the canteen dream. Maybe it was a burden that it came back. They should have left it lost or whatever. Maybe the canteen is just referring to like a drink bottle. I don't know, the dream drink bottle. Who the fuck knows, whatever. Onward and upward, guys. What else did I check out this week? Fucking the 1975. Um, the 1975, Chrissy D's favorite fucking band. Shout out Chrissy D. Um, if you listen to this podcast, and I know you are, um, they got a new album out called uh, Being Funny in a Foreign Language. And I don't have much of an education on the 1975, guys. So I decided to, um, because of this new album, decided to give myself a bit of an education. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's a fun little fucking album. They've got like nostalgic vibes to them. They're kind of, uh, you know, they don't sound like the 70s. They don't sound like Zeppelin, right? But there's aspects of the 70s that kind of sound like, like there are more retro fucking aspects, right? Um, Fun little fact, uh, for some reason I know this. I don't know why it's coming to me right now. Retro um, was a fucking term coined in the 60s, I believe. Uh, because the sixties was a weird fucking, um, decade, right? Because it was like one of the only, uh, decades that didn't really give a shit about the lessons of the past. There was like no traditionalism at all in the sixties. It was all free love start again. This is where the phrase be here now came from is the fucking swinging sixties movement in Britain. Right. And, um, you know, it was always a, in a stark contrast to the fucking bullshit conservatism of the fifties. Right. Um, but anyway, in the 60s, they coined the term retro, and it kind of refers to, obviously, it's, you know, the decade of the space race and all this sort of shit. So a retro was short for retro rocket, and a retro rocket is a thing that's um, on a rocket, believe it or not, that is like a, a backwards thruster to slow it the fuck down. So that's what retro really meant back then in the 60s, was something that was slowing down progress, Right. So we call things retro now because they're cool and trendy, but when it was first coined, it was, you know, it was a bit of an insult. You're fucking retro. You're, you're a retro rocket. You're slowing this fucking thing down. Or whatever. Anyway, fun little fact. I don't know why that came to mind. Um, so anyway, 1975 sounded a little bit like this, guys. So many cringes narrow binges I was coming off the hinges Living on the this just kind of a thing that I um, picked up on a few of these Fans that I checked out this week. The use of orchestration with the strings, pretty fucking cool. It's got, the, it's got the Bon Iver vibes, obviously, which I like. It's a sick fucking vibe. Ooh, that was smooth. So they've got their psychedelic kind of qualities and all that sort of stuff. You, know, you guys know what I mean? I mean, this isn't the best example of their more, I guess, retro, what we call it now, fucking style, but you know, it is what it is. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Check out the fucking album, which I don't, well, what did I, did I even say what it's called yet? It's called Being Funny in a Foreign Language. I did say that. And that's a, probably a pretty fucking lofty goal, is to be funny in a foreign language. It kind of reminds me, I've got a friend, uh, Craig, and um, he speaks fluent um, Indonesian, uh, Balinese, right? Um, and I've been to Bali with him a few times, and it is fucking amazing. He has to be funnier in, in Indonesian than he is in English. Because, you know, he, he makes me laugh, but not belly laugh all the fucking time. But when I see him talking to these fucking locals, they're in hysterics. Maybe it's just the novelty that a white guy is pulling off their language, but I don't know. But he seems to be funnier in a foreign language than he is in his uh, native tongue. So, whatever. I know someone that this, uh, this album might apply to. Maybe I'll recommend it to him. I don't think you listen to this podcast, but whatever, Craig. You should listen to this podcast. Fuck it, hell. You, I don't know. Nah, fuck it. Who cares? No one should listen to this podcast. It's just garbage. Just talking about fucking music here. But let's fucking move on, guys. Uh, what did I check out next? I checked out Arctic Monkeys, right? They got a new album out uh, called The Car. And along those same lines, you see how the fucking strings were used in 1975? How um, it was a cool orchestration, right? it it, it worked with the vibe of the song, right? I don't know if Arctic monkeys did it right because in their album that they brought out, there seems to be just like an over the top sense of like a movie soundtrack going on with the string orchestration and not just any old movie. I'm talking like a fucking James Bond from the eighties or something like that. Right. That's what it kind of fucking feels like to me, but I could be completely wrong on this. Um, I'll try and find an example for you guys. Let's fucking listen to a little bit of Arctic Monkeys uh, from the album The Car. Can't remember what the name of this song is, guys. I'm sorry. All right, so it's got the false letter going on. It's got some soul to it. I get it. It's interesting. going on in this, eh? This is what I'm talking about. Does anyone give a shit about this kind of string section? I don't know. It just doesn't remind me of Arctic Punkies. It just doesn't. Sorry. Fucking hell, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, make up your own mind with that one, guys. Um, and check out the whole album. I mean, It's not that bad all the way through, although I was listening to it uh, whilst Craig was around. And about halfway through the album, uh, he just got up and started vomiting somewhere. So I don't know if that's a sign of the music or we just had too much to drink or smoke or something like that. I don't know, but I'm going to blame Arctic Monkeys for it. Um, and later on in the day, he said, I definitely should blame Arctic Monkeys for that kind of turn of fucking events, but whatever. <laughs> we'll get through one more and then we'll fucking get yeah, into some original music. We'll talk about fucking music creation and all that sort of shit, because straight after listening to the Arctic Monkeys, I listened to um, the new album from Ocean Alley. And Ocean Alley are an Australian band. I think they might've just recently relocated to the States, which is a fucking wise move. There is no music industry in Australia. If you want to make it big, fucking do something else. Or, you know, use the internet, whatever. It doesn't really matter anymore, right? But if you want live shows and shit, you definitely got to find a bigger audience. Yeah, something like that. So Ocean Alley, they got this new album out called uh, Low Altitude Living. And it was similar to the Arctic Monkeys, but way better. Similar in vibe where there's that, like, borderline fucking uh, reggae-ish thing. I don't I you know that fucking little piece that i showed you there um from arctic monkeys doesn't really represent that but ocean alley i mean we know them from that fucking confidence song it's all about confidence baby. something like that right so that was a very reggae sort of funk solely kind of inspired sort of piece nice choruses on the guitars and shit like that right nice light-hearted music but i swear to god guys There was parts of this album that just took me by surprise and fucking made me smile. And I hope it does for you as well because I had no idea how heavy this band could be. Like, fucking check this shit out. I mean, this... This is almost Guns N' Roses, roses Roses-ish. With that whining voice, I guess. Nice little song. Where did those creepy guitars come from? Oh fuck! That's heavy as ship! Ocean alley. That's big. It's big and it's heavy. It's heavy and it's juicy. Expected that big guitar bend sometimes we don't have to give it to them you know but whatever it, it's tasteful here yes yeah that was heavier than anything i expected out of fucking uh, ocean alley so they're making progress good for them they're coming to the prog side that's a mantra every musician should uh sort of live by it, just like, is it, is it proggy enough? Yeah, I don't know. Nah, I'm biased. Obviously, prog music is kind of gay most of the time, but when it hits, it hits. Alrighty, guys. We got through it. We got, we got through fucking, what, Chili Peppers, the 1975 fucking Arctic Monkeys, Ocean Alley. That's plenty for one episode because I do want to share with you guys a little bit of um bullshit songwriting conundrums or something like that that Liam and I have been um going through. So we're working on this new project and we kind of I don't know, we're trying to write songs in a bit of a different way, right? So it, it starts with us, it's now kind of starting like a, in a more mechanical way. Not in mechanical as in like sort of sterile and shit. Sort of where we, we think of rhythm first. Notes, riffs, all that sort of shit, kind of arbitrary. We want that undercurrent fucking groove of a rhythm first. And then we can just grow from there. And at least the song will have some coherence as far as, um, I don't know, Rhythmic stability or something like that. Whatever. So I uh, started working a few weeks ago on some shit and um, so I, all, all I had it stuck in my head. had stuck in my head a fucking rhythm um, and the rhythm sort of had like a sort of uh, offbeat feel. Nothing really hits the one, but it was a little funky little rhythm. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll take the first accent of this rhythm, and put a chord there, whatever, um, went and talked to Liam about it. We decided to record a little something or other. And he's like, well, the funky-ish sort of rhythm part that's in the riff, uh, let's do that on bass instead. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted it to, to be. Um, so we came up with a vibe that kind of uh, sounds a little bit like this, right? Have a listen. offbeat little chords, right? Bass doing that little funky. daga dugga, dugga da dum, bum, ba 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 ba, ba ba Right? Didn't really put any thought into drums or anything like that. This was just sort of sheer sketch ideas. Hopefully we we'll jam them out and um, they'll become something else, right? Add a little B part to it, right? Cool, whatever. Kind of sound like that, right guys? Sweet. You get the idea. So, after doing that, uh, we went into the jam room, we tried to sort of um, get the drummer on board to come up with some stuff or whatever. Uh, He more or less just sort of copied what we had recorded and stuff like that. So it wasn't really working, right? Sort of it was. But there was something that was bothering Liam, and as soon as he mentioned it, it bothered me as well, uh, where this funky rhythm, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, didn't really match the sort of vibe that was laid down by those particular chords. So, some options there. Change the chords, that's easy, fine. Make them more bright to sort of match the sort of vibe that the rhythm is suggesting, right? Cool. <laughs> we did the opposite. <clears throat> Um, while I'm choking on my own spit here. Um, we did the opposite. Uh, we decided to sort of lean into the the weirdness of the chords. The chords aren't that weird, but then they're, they're nice, right? They're nice chords. They're kind of beautifully orchestrated or something like that, if I don't say so myself. God, that was egotistical. Who am I, Kanye? Fuck. Um, so what we did, this was like later than the last jam. This was probably last week. Uh, we got all kind of burnt out right towards the end it's like, oh let's try something, right? And so Liam playing bass in this band, he started swelling some fucking these bass notes. It's like a four chord progression. And if you listen to that thing that I wrote, there was like a chord, then the same chord, different chord, different chord. So really there's only three different chords, but over a four chord loop. Easy. Very uh there's nothing revolutionary about that at all. It's kind of fucking many songs do that. That's nothing new at all. But what we decided to do was revoiced those chords into into a more of an arpeggiated pattern. And I just started doing it as a three chord loop over his four chord bassy loop. And so uh, nothing really lines up back together. So as you go on this journey, the bass becomes sort of a root note for a chord. And then that same chord happens, but it's got different root notes. You get all these like sort of inversions happening and slash chords happening all over the way, right? Um, so it never really feels resolved or whatever. And so we just jammed that and created a whole different vibe. And that's probably the direction we'll go in next. So I just thought it'd be interesting to show you guys how some of these songwriting processes just fucking flip on their heads sometimes. You come in with a rhythm, it's funky. But then the, the chords that you got end up taking it and then you change the rhythm and then whatever. And then all of a sudden you're left with something you never thought you would fucking end up with there you are and it's there and so i got to leave this podcast this fucking um, anniversary podcast of ours should we do it one more time yes we should Everyone around world, come on. oh shit yeah we did it one more time it's the fucking jevered podcast 2 year anniversary well it was going to be but i kind of overshot it cuz i took too much time off but whatever it's fucking close enough ballpark figures here guys <laughs> <laughs> And I'm slowly dying, apparently. Wow. Not only is it the two-year anniversary, it might be the last episode. Fuck. Um, so, yeah. I'll leave you with the jam that we did. So, you'll hear the fucking bass swells. You'll hear the arpeggiated chords. Believe it or not, they're the same chords that were in that last thing I showed you. And... Then we just start jamming. So there's fucking mistakes and all. I wanted to bring this episode back to where we started on this podcast, which was just shit house, improvised, sloppy jamming, fucking no holds barred. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, mistakes and all, plenty of mistakes. Because what happens with this sort of jam? Like we we, we fuck around with that idea for a while, and then we start trying to move it somewhere else. I start foolishly trying to pull it minor when it's in a major key but you know I like to fuck around with that sort of thing it wasn't going to work so there we end up you know kind of back into a nice major-y thing but I really like where we ended it's it got some real post-rock vibes and you do hear Liam sort of sing a little bit in it just to sort of really drill home the fact that it's very Sigarossi. and if you're not a fan of Sigaross, go check them out they're fucking awesome um, but here we are guys this is a little fucking jam. I haven't shown you guys an actual improvised jam for a very long time, so we're back. And there should be more coming up soon, guys. Remember to reach out. I do appreciate you guys subscribing and telling friends and trying to grow this little thing. The, the bigger it gets, the more effort I'm gonna put into it and the funner it's gonna be, and the more, um, I don't know, bigger names and artists and music we could attract and all that sort of bullshit. Let's just have fun and fucking chat music, guys. It's the Jam Room Podcast. Have yourselves a fucking great week. Take care now. Bye-bye then.